All right, Wolfpack Nation, we are back here for part two, y'all, of our 2023 in-state football season recap slash reaction slash bold review. conversation, review, like everything in between, y'all. I mean, really we slice just, and just, dice. We're slicing and dicing and really just drinking in this season, man. That was absolutely phenomenal, say the least. And oh, we definitely did for, some drinking in this season. Like this team, oh. made me, this team made us drink a little bit. Yeah. Well, now the one thing which I'll say though, and because again, these are kind of some comments which uh, you know I wanted to mention, uh, you know, during the live stream, which uh, again, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make. Yeah, but yeah. Talking about this UNC game a little bit here, um, I just can't say enough once again that you know, like again, six months, mu- six weeks ago, people were saying, "Man, like, why couldn't we be like UNC and get all these five stars, or man, or Duke? Yeah, why? Like, you know, why is Duke passing us? Like, why is?" Like why Mike Elko, second season, yeah. just crushing it, and, and Dave George not. Us. Yeah, like you know, like we're we're the third or fourth best you know pr- football program in the state of North Carolina. Like what's going on? And again, I mean, again, Elko's left for Texas A&M, which good I mean, for no him. shocker there. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Um, and then UNC, I mean, again, y'all, like is Mac it, really it just, back? Is Mac is Mac really back? Exactly, like. Like, here's my thing, it, like, uh, you know, and we talked about um, on the uh, uh, the uh, the in-state versus Ole Miss watch party yesterday, we were talking about uh, Joe Giglio and Joe Ovis in the, uh, the, um, the you know, after dark uh, mm-hmm. late live stream they did yep. after the game. And they interviewed a UNC fan and they were talking about, you know, they asked him, do you want Mac Brown back next year? And he was like, oh, yeah. And, and they were like, why? And he was like. Well, you did win a national championship, and and literally, and, and literally, without even skipping a beat, both of them said at the wrong school. Like, and which I started busting out laughing, saying, "Thank you." Like, well, and if you look at the age of the guy, the guy was probably like two or three years old when that happened. Like, it's yeah, that's, the guy that it's been that yeah. so long ago, right? I think that was like right. two thousand. I think two thousand one. The the Texas mm-hmm. team again. It's because that's here's the thing. I don't remember it. It's been that long. I know it was a yeah. great game. It was USC versus Texas and Vince Young. One of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. But I can't even tell you what year. It's been that long. Like, it's not yeah. even – it's kind of like when, you know, it's like people, you know, and I hate to bang on our own team. Well, States sure. won two national championships in basketball. Well, the last one was 40 years ago, okay? Right. Most people don't remember that. And so it's right. kind of the same the same thing. It's been so long. And like you said, it was a completely different school. Right, right. Well, and, and and I think the only thing that I would say is is different is the fact that nobody's like bringing like just bringing up and talking about the Texas versus USC game in terms of just no. like out blue blue water. But no. I mean, like 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 how many times do they talk about? I mean, like like during Jimmy V month, they always show right. highlights of the national championship game during yeah. you know uh, during March Madness time. They yeah. bring up you know the national championship game. Yeah. So like, and then we're just sitting here like, yep, nope, we're pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. I'm sitting here saying, listen, you have two coaches on your on your roster that have won national mm-hmm. championships and Gene Chizik and Mac Brown. And so, I mean, if that's all it takes for you to be happy, like that they're, you know, they, they won a national championship, well, we should keep them. It's well, like, and, and, okay, and cool. like they have, and again, we're, we're, I think we need to get off this subject really quick, but yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> like, like has Mac brought excitement back to Carolina football? Yeah. Yeah. But if you showed up 10 more people, are you really getting excitement? Because during this time, they still took out 10,000 seats in that stadium and they still can't fill it out at 50,000. And the last thing, which I'll add, and this is to show just, I think this is kind of the mic drop moment on it was in the post game when, uh, Mac Brown was, uh, 
I can't remember if it was in his in his comments or in uh, when he was asked a question about. It, but he said, "I mean, we won nine. You know, we can we can win nine games this year, which uh, you know, in this in this uh, area, you know, for college football is 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 very is very very good." And I'm sitting here saying, "Man, you, you're literally trying to just like you're literally talking about how nine wins would be great when you had Drake." May right. a, a number one, number right. two overall pick, like, and and you've been preseason top ten, top fifteen the last couple of years. I, I mean, yeah. you just you've not you've not met expectation. I'm sorry, and we, you know we've talked. Everyone's probably seen the meme with Tiger Woods and uh, oh, big boy John Daly. Yeah. Like we we literally have the same record over the last two years using mm-hmm. five quarterbacks, one twice, right? Because mm-hmm. he got benched and then came back, right? And we have the same amount of wins essentially. Yep. And, and, and by the way, this yeah. is potentially a number one overall draft pick, depending on you know whose board I'd you subscribe so. to. Yeah, depending on whose board you subscribe to. Yeah, and so to kind of transition back into talking about our season predictions here, the one thing which I will say, and I kind of got to pat myself a little bit on the back about this, is I said that with UNC playing, I think it was nine straight games in a row, that not only just playing Duke and then Clemson and then state is going to be tough. But the fact that they're going to that game after playing seven, eight and, you know, six, seven and eight games in a row. Yeah. And I think you might've seen a little bit of that. I mean, I think yeah. that the UNC players were, you know, mentally and physically, physically exhausted uh, by the time they faced us again, no excuses. I mean, and, 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 and they, they, they didn't show up. They well, weren't mentally ready. They weren't physically ready to play us. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to what's what the, what the culture and the, and the program that Dave Dillon's like, he trusts yeah. his people. Right. And, and that, Carolina doesn't trust their people. There's a reason that, you know, Eccles and Gray and some of those guys were playing 85, 90 snaps at the end of a season. And it's a long season. It's 12, 13 weeks of grueling football. Um, You need, you need that depth. Like, and you saw that state, right? You saw Cade Fordham. You've, you know, you, when, when, when Peyton got knocked out against Clemson, you saw Sean Brown come up and play linebacker, right? Like we trusted our guys. I don't think that that same thing exists in that school down the road. Um, and, and so that, and we talked about a little bit in the first episode, you kind of, you have that leadership and you have that want to, and that desire to go out and win and finish ball games. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mentality. It's, it's, it's not always about who's the most physically gifted or, you know, you know, it's the, about who's mentally tough. Right. And Absolutely. so there's two parts to the football, the mental side and the physical side. And I think Absolutely. what state does a very good job of is, is preparing their teams for mental, the mental side. And here's something that we haven't really talked about. And Dave Dorn's mentioned it a couple of times in the month of November, he's 13 and four over the last like three or four seasons, 13 and four. That's how you end seasons, right? Like, so it's, it's, it, and, and if you look at Carolina and state the last two years, they've gone complete opposites in the last five, six games, whereas you've oh, seen yeah. state trending up and Carolina trending down. And oh, yeah. it's just a matter of having your team physically and mentally prepared to run a 12, 13 week season. Yeah. And uh, the UNC podcast, I think it was with Inside Carolina that called Dave Doran a below average coach because he only gets his guys ready for the UNC game. Like, Get the heck out of here, bro. Get out of here. Yeah. Like that. Like, like, yeah, we're Homer a little bit, but that's the most Homer take I've ever heard in my life. If the guy that has the second most wins in the last six seasons in the ACC in the whole is a ACC average coach. And the whole ACC is a below average coach. You can and he's the second most tenured coach in the ACC. In like oh, behind Dabo. Yeah. It, that's yeah. insane. That's yeah. I was listening to that for entertainment. Yeah, me too. I was I, I told you I was listening. I was hate anymore. I was hate listening it. It's not even fun. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so now let's jump into this a little bit here. So, Greg, do me a big, big favor. I know you have them listed here, do, but, but what were the predictions for you, me, Michael, and Macon? So, uh, all right, so two people picked the right record, all right? And, and two this was preseason, preseason, before season, our predictions. Yep, yep. yep. Go ahead, Greg. Yep, so the I'm going to save who predicted correctly for the last because, you know, one of them might have sure. been me. But anyway, <laughs> Leighton, you had eight and four, which solid, you know, that's a good solid take. I think uh, yeah. you had us losing to an uh, order of loss would have been Notre Dame, Clemson, yeah. Miami, then Wake Forest, which, you know, you look at those, it's three quality teams. And then the house of horrors that is Winston-Salem. So that's, that's a, that's a pretty fair take. Uh, wrong. Yeah. I'll take it. I love yeah, it. Wrong. But I mean, I can see where you, where you went with that. Sure. And then Macon went ultimate Homer. Well, and I say ultimate homer because Ken's wasn't on that episode. So let me preface that. Okay. <laughs> Macon went 10 and 2, losing to Clemson and Notre Dame. And then arguably the two toughest uh, opponents on our schedule uh, preseason wise. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Michael went 9 and 3. Uh, he had the Louisville game correct, but then he had Miami and VT as losses. So, um, and then I went 9 and 3 as well. So, again, got, got the record right. But I had the losses completely screwed up with uh, Miami, Clemson, and Wake Forest. So, um, so you didn't pick any of three, right? I didn't pick so anything right, yeah. So who did Michael pick again? Yeah, three losses? Yeah, Louisville, Miami, and Virginia Tech. Again, he thought it was a go, you know, tough to go win in Blacksburg, which traditionally uh, up to this season, I think we were 10-23-3 all-time at, at uh, Lane Stadium. So I can see so where I- he would go with that. So I guess Michael technically won then because he predicted the record right and he predicted one of the losses. Well, I, I, I would concede losses. that that point. Yes, he right. he came the closest without going over. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's know down in the comments, y'all. How how you know preseason prediction wise, how did this do compared to what you thought preseason was going to happen well, in terms of who we're going to lose to? Yeah, and for me, I chose nine and three. But when I was going through it in my mind after I did it, I was like, man, that's pretty homer because you know, again, like you said, Vegas had us at six six and a half wins. Six and a half. Yeah, right. and so I was like nine. Ooh, that's homer. Like, yeah. but but with that being said. We knew we were going to have a good defense, right? And obviously, uh, having the defensive player of the year has a lot to say with that. And and, yep. and good defense travels, and good defense will keep you in ball games. And yep. you know, t- I kept saying throughout the year, twenty four is the magic number. And I think every game but one, we, when we hit twenty four, we won. Uh, the yep. only one we didn't win was the Notre Dame game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, and and. I think that's why, because like during it, I basically was kind of trending towards predicting nine and three. But yeah. then I started thinking about how the line for Vegas was six and a half. I was like, ah, let me pull it back just a little bit and go eight and four here. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah well, I, and that's the uh, hardest thing, right? Do you go with your head or your heart? Right. Exactly. And, Which, and, I mean, and for us state fans, it's tough. And I mean, and we do a podcast here. And so we don't want to be disrespectful yep. to the players that we love and, and root for. Yeah. And it, and it, we, when we say nine and three, they probably thought that was disrespectful. Oh, totally. You know, because <laughs> uh, they're going out to, they're out to go out to go out and do 12 and 0 every season. So, um, yeah. so we tried to be fair and we thought we were, you know, over inflating the numbers and come to find out, you know, you under inflated and then, uh, Making slightly overflated, and we had two that they hit it right on the button. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has your whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. 
They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Dresser protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Dressup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsdressup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. So now looking back at this season, so once again, so at UConn, a win 24-14, uh, lost to Notre Dame uh, 45-24, VMI win 45-7, and at Virginia win 24-21. Like, here's my thing is if I'm Doran, I mean, looking hindsight 2020, I think you can make the argument saying, okay, like I think there's two things that, that could have made – a difference one if we could have figured out a lot sooner that casey was the guy you know right if we could have figured that out a lot sooner which i get with doran because doran I mean, again i think doran's a mix between dabo sweeney and you know the opposite which is like you know Deion sanders which is clean house where he like at the end of the day i mean if you've decided to come to the program he's going to give you your shot to try and win the job, win playing sure. time, things like that. And so I think that he looked at guys like Porter Rooks, Julian Gray, and said, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be the guy because you're, you know, upperclassman. Right, and that's, know, things that's, like that's that. the point I wanted to make. He's very loyal yeah. to the people that are loyal to him. Exactly, and and which I, I love, and I get that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, I mean, it's been said 100 times, the fact that the Louisville game, he Casey got one touch. And so, you know. Looking back, that's could, unacceptable. That's completely unacceptable. Exactly. So yeah. that's one thing that could have been different. But also, too, you know, and at the time, there's no way you could have done this. No. But keeping Brennan in and, and not and not putting in MJ, you know, I mean, like just giving, you know, Do we again, want to go there right now. Well, well, <laughs> no, well, well, you know, just more of saying yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you know, that with because because I think that one of the things you saw is that the offense started to figure itself out yeah. it started like i think anaya started to figure out who my guys are right. brennan started to figure out who my guys are yep um brent you know we started to figure out kind of what's going to make this offense productive yeah, what's like 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 it like 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 i remember somebody asked you know me in our in our discourse saying is nc state really going to jump louisville if nc state lost to louisville and i'm like yes because there's no way right now if you're at a neutral field between louisville and nc state NC State's got to be predicted to win. Yeah. Like right now, offensively, we are clicking. Defensively, nobody can get through us right now. Yeah. Well, and uh, you saw that so. too, right? Like I said, the last three weeks of the season, you could see that offense just finally find its identity. Um, yep. I mean, it started it started in the Miami game. Um, you you saw some you saw some signs there, but when you hit Wake, when you hit Tech, and then when you hit Carolina, mm-hmm. it was a completely different offense. It's an offense that yep. had averaged over thirty points a game. Yep. Like. Like if you told me that, again, we keep using the Duke analogy or the Duke point of the season. If you would have told me at that point, the last three weeks of the season, you're going to average 30, 35 points a game. I'd be like, uh, you need to go get a drug test. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, and so, that, so that's what I'm saying is that I make that point that there's only one game that could have made a difference for, and that's the Duke game. Yeah. I mean, obviously we uh, lost. With, well, because we lost to Brian Armstrong against Louisville. Like he hadn't gotten pulled yeah. by that point. Yeah, that's fair. So, so that's what I'm saying that's is fair. that like, yeah, like, like the going. hope is that if they would have kept him in, that they would have figured out some things against Marshall and then against Duke, they would have been able to put up, you know, but, 14, 17 points. But you know? in hindsight, you but, did figure things out, right? By bringing MJ exactly. in. Because now you figured out what your future looks like. And, and so, yes. again, not, you know, not talking about future seasons, we kind of know what's probably going to ultimately happen. Again, we're recording this on 1129. MJ is still part of the team. But mm-hmm. now you know what you had in MJ and MJ exactly. kind of took care of himself. Right. And I'll yep. leave it at that. Um, yep. We'll leave it at that. And, and, yep. and 
And so now when MJ removed himself from the situation and then you reinserted uh, Brendan Armstrong back into the lineup, and we'd already started to do this a little bit with Armstrong in the lineup. We started kind of, um, excuse me, not Armstrong, uh, Morris in the lineup. You started shrinking that playbook, right? And you started mm-hmm. f- figuring out to your point, you're like, oh, Casey Concepcion is our dude. He is, he is, he is him, right? As the young kids mm-hmm. like to say. Um, <laughs> God, I can't believe I just said that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, and so now, now you, now you've probably you, you're running multiple plays out of the same uh, out of kind of different variations of, of of alignments and formations, and you've simplified and you've gotten your offensive line figured out, and that was I think a big big part of the season is you started to see after I think it was after the Marshall game that that offensive line started to kind of kind of come come and become its its uh what it what it was going to be right. And here's the right. other thing we haven't talked about when you inserted uh peak into the lineup when you brought in uh, Isaiah Shirley as a blocking tight end. And then you brought in unsung hero, uh, Isaiah Shirley unsung Unsung hero. Yeah. That was a kid that was going to just completely red shirt. Like he up until that point, his only game was he, I think it was the, I think it was the Clemson game. I can't remember, but he came in for a field goal block. Like that was the, the whole reason he came into the game. Um, and then who did we bring in? And I'm trying to think. He caught a touchdown pass. It was the linebacker converted running back. And I'm, I'm drawing. Jordan Poole. Poole, thank you. So when you made those three moves, all right, completely changed the 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 the, the trajectory of the season, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we made some great moves, moving Tim McKay to right guard. Yep. Again, putting Ja'Carri's Peak there. Yep. Which, I mean, Ja'Carri's Peak is another guy that, I mean – Whatever it takes to keep him, we need to. I yeah, mean, I mean the ceiling's there for him. He's 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 got to get bigger and stronger. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, yeah. this is a guy that wasn't really projected to play much this, this year either. And so you yeah. had guys step up that weren't expected to contribute. Um, yep. And we we rolled the dice on this stuff. And 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 again, it took us a little bit to get that motor cranking. But man, when it got cranking, get the hell out of the way because it's steamrolling at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, just so th- that's what I'm saying is that, I mean, like, you know, 2J hats off to him. I mean, what a job. I mean, he's not going to because that was that was the Achilles heel of that offense. Right. You kept hearing all. I mean, other than the wide receivers. I mean, but it was here's the problem. You see wide receivers making mistakes, right? Whether they're not running routes, right. right? They're dropping passes They They get all mm-hmm. the screen time. It's the offensive linemen that don't get that screen time. So unless you're really a student of the game, you don't even know they're there. Right. Yeah, no, and, and so, I mean, again, for us to figure out, all right, you know, unfortunately, as much as Derek Eason has played for us and as, you know, as experienced as he is, he's just not getting it done. We're going to put in Lyndon uh, Cooper, left guard. We're going to bring McMahon back in, move Jacarius to right, and then move Tim to right right guard. Yep. And and it was flawless. Yep. I mean, absolutely was amazing from from basically Clemson on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got a huge, huge shout-out there. And then huge shout-out to Coach and I, man. I mean, Coach and I – I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, like that offense we saw against specifically Virginia Tech and UNC, absolutely gorgeous. He couldn't. Like, he could. I he mean, could do no wrong. No, I mean, I mean, and and because because that's 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 the beautiful thing is that as the season progressed, we got better every single game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, UNC. If you watch all five of those games, we got better every single game. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was insane. And, and here's the other thing, we, you know, we haven't really, we, we've been focusing a lot on the offensive side of the ball. The, yeah. the big plays that were the, that the defense was giving up came down drastically. Like we cut those big plays. I don't know yeah. by half, but it sure felt like it. Oh yeah. 
No, totally. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, UNC alone. I mean, Hampton, like Hampton yeah, was a leading I mean, rusher in the entire college football. And I you mean, give up twenty eight yards. And 20, 28 yards, he gave up. He had nineteen yards Correct. on one rush. Yep. So meaning, meaning he had a combined nine yards on eight carries, uh, in Incredible. those other eight carries. Yeah, Incredible. And the only thing, only and Drake May was the only one that was getting yards, and that's because plays were breaking down. I mean, yeah, you know, well, that's gonna happen. And again, it's Drake May. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like, athletic. That, like, 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 my wife was was in there, like, you know, getting on her saying, "We can't let Drake May do it." I'm like, "Babe, it's Drake May. Like, he's he's, he's gonna get he's his. unreal. Yeah, he's gonna get. His. I mean, he's." I mean the throw, you know, he made to to Col- uh, uh, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the dude's a magician. Yeah, like you know, got to give hats off then day. He's a magician. But in that so. game, you still hold Carolina to its lowest lowest output on on the scoreboard, and I believe yards. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. I mean, we like that's the beautiful thing is that this team that was a top ten team, college ball playoff talks things like that. We beat them in every single aspect of the game. We could have hung fifty on them if if we if we had finished uh, finished drives. Which and again, I I think we'll kind of finish up this uh, the second part, and maybe we'll do a part two, kind of maybe finishing off a couple of things about the season recap, and then talk some bowl predictions. Um, but people, you know, I think the whole season, you know, talking about Dorm, you know, man, he's conservative. He's playing not to lose, and you know, no, well, 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 and, and people are saying, well, I mean, like you know, we went like we 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 literally got points on our first eight drives. We got at least three points every single drive. Um, and then the last ones, we didn't get any points, but I think it's a couple of things is first of all, we got a couple of penalties. I've like got the offensive PI, yeah. a drop by uh, Kendrick Raphael. So just like, it, it's, it's not that we played conservative. Yeah. Just and, and on the, on the ninth drive, when we ended up having to punt, we were like third and one, third and two or fourth and one, start. fourth and two. And we had the false start. And then and we would have, yeah, converted oh, that yeah. yeah we were click. I mean, and I couldn't call a bad play in that game. <laughs> Exactly. Like it was in, yeah. it was just incredible. And then you know you're talking about you know Doran being conservative. I mean he went for it a couple times on fourth down at, at Virginia Tech. Remember we got the one touchdown. Uh, Brendan scored right. a touchdown on fourth down. Um, yep. And I mean the play calling was so good. You had Carolina players faking injuries before the snap because they were. So you had confused. five star defensive linemen <laughs> faking in injuries. He has five stars to his name just to fake an injury. I'm not even going to play this play. I'm going to fake an injury just because we don't need, because we we're not ready for it. Dude, dude, did you ever look at that play? Like that play where he dropped? We had three or four yeah. offensive linemen at the top of the screen. Well, because we ran the exact same play <laughs> yeah. versus Miami yeah, and did. Virginia we Tech. Did. Like, did you do not do film study? Exactly. That's why I was so like. That's why I was losing my crap because I'm sitting here like it's funny though, like in a funny way. You shouldn't have been that 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 like like the whole defense was was. Ill prepared, yeah. And I'm like, how are they that clueless when we've run that play before? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's not like we ran like like the, where we where we put in Trent Penix instead of KC. Right. We literally had KC all three times run that exact same thing. So it, it just it's 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 hilarious to me. Yeah. That and once again, I I have if you think that you'd rather be UNC football <laughs> versus no NC way. State, I don't know what you're looking. No at. way. I have no clue no what way. You're looking at. So. No. So way. out of the nine and three, I guess, and this might be an easy question f- to answer because I, I, I mean, there's some low hanging fruit. So maybe don't take the low hanging fruit. What was the most impressive win for you, and what was the most disappointing loss? You know, I mean, the most disappointing loss to me. It, I mean, I was just minus Notre Dame. I mean, we that was a weird game with the weather, and and we had our chances because we were, were in that we were in that game in the fourth quarter, and then the wheels just fell the hell off. Um, but I mean, maybe you could say that game. 
but anyway, what which one for you was it? I mean, for me, you know, I know people are going to talk about Louisville saying yeah. they lost thirteen to ten. Yeah. But Duke, you played with a second string quarterback who only completed four passes the whole night. Like and, and you and you picked him off first drive. Yeah. You had the ball. The we, were we were up three nothing. We were up three nothing. And again, if you win, we that had him game, right where we wanted him, Leighton. Yeah, no. And again, and if you win that game, you're going to Charlotte instead of Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so I, well, I actually, are you? Well, because because well, Louisville probably would have the tiebreaker. I think you're right. Actually, yeah. yeah so sorry, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, but I mean, yeah. you're definitely putting pressure on Louisville, though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, then they might blow one. They might lose to Miami, right? You Be know, something tight. like that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit tighter. Um, so anyway, so, so you're going so, with but, Duke. But I, yeah, so I'm I'm saying Duke. I mean, yeah, I mean Louisville is disappointing for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean they turned out to be a better team than we thought at the time. Yeah. So there's a difference of being disappointed, right, because of performance and just losing a game. And right. and so I think to that point, it's it's Duke for me as well. Um, we yeah. just laid an egg. Um, yeah. And Louisville, I just don't think we made quite enough plays. Now, did we beat ourselves in that game? Yeah, to a point we did 100%. beat her. We had a lot of penalties and then the interception by Brennan on the first drive in the third quarter. Um, you know, you score there, you, you, you almost can put the game away. Um, yeah. but yeah, for me, most disappointing game, I think by far is, is, um, is, uh, is Duke. And because to that point, the dude only completed four whole passes and what they ran for like 8,000 mm-hmm. yards against us. Yep. Um, all right. Then, so best win then. So, you know what, here, let's cliffhang it. Ooh. Why don't we let's cliffhang it a little We're going bit. Part here. three. We're going part three. Yes. No, we, again, I kind of alluded to it, but we definitely need to go part three is we definitely yeah. have maybe one or two questions more to answer with this, uh, uh, season recap. And then we've got to talk, bowl yeah, we'll talk a little bowl so. action. Yeah. So, uh, so with that being said, once again, y'all make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And then if you enjoyed this conversation, hit that like button and give us a follow. I mean, why talk wouldn't you like this conversation? Let's go pack. Exactly. So we'll see y'all for part three. Y'all go pack. Part three, the trace.